Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, it's Marsha. we got a great show today, and we're going to get right into it today because I have one guest, and it's Delta James, and she, yeah, well, you'll, you're going to hear, this is how you make it in your writing career into successful business, and she has done it, and so we want to hear all about that. I want to hear all about that because she's really fascinating, and I'm going to let her say a little bit about herself first, then we're going to get into a lot of different subjects because she actually has a lot of info for everybody today, and that's what we want to give out. All right, Delta, how are you? I'm so glad you're on the show. After I talk I to you the first too, time. I am, too, I'm terrific. <laughs> I, after I talked to you on the phone for a few weeks ago, I went, like, this is a person that really knows a lot about this field. So I'm going to let you tell everybody about yourself and how you got into this, and then we'll just chit-chat. So tell everybody who, what, how you did this. I had uh, found myself in my life, later in life, um, kind of in a rut, and I wanted to change that. And so I moved from the Pacific Northwest to North Carolina. And one night I was sitting in my uh, living room, and I thought, what happened to the girl whose motto was fortune favors the bold? Because I lost her somewhere along the way, and I think that happens to a lot of us. And so I decided I wanted her back. So I said to myself, what, what can I do to do that? And I thought, you always wanted to write a novel. So I did. And it got published. And I sort of went, well, this would be great. <laughs> and then I realized I was good at it and I could make money. And I'll, less than a year later, I was able to leave my day job and become a full-time writer. Which is incredible, I must say. It is. Yeah. Very. It it. it I did a lot of things right, and there's also there's a certain element of luck in, involved. And, and there's, if you don't believe that, you're lying to yourself. You know, you can do everything right, yeah. and still, if you, don't, if, it, if you don't have a certain amount of luck, it's just not going to fall together, or you're going to have to work that much harder. Right. And you did. I mean, this, you know, you, you don't did. make a career like you did in just, you know, one minute. I mean, it took a little time, but you've been doing this four years, and people have been doing it 20, 25 years and haven't got to your success because you actually write as a business, and you made it your business. I, everything, I, I always ask people when they say, what, you know, what, should, what can you tell me? How do you do this? I look at them and I say, the first question you have to ask yourself, and believe me when I tell you there is absolutely no wrong answer to this question. Is this your hobby 
or is this your business? Because the answer to that question drives everything else in your career. Right. Everything. Um, for me, it was a business. It was at first, I thought, wow, if I could make enough money to, you know, show my dogs and have another horse, that'd be really cool. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be making a living as, as an author. Um, Which is, I work yeah. really hard what at did, it. What, uh, so, I, uh, you had a whole career going, your regular career, and mm-hmm. you were writing on the side. Yeah, I was, I was working a, a 50 to 60 hour a week job, and I made writing a priority. I lost a lot of friends over it, but every day, it was a Monday through Friday job. Monday through Friday, when I got home, I would feed my dogs, do whatever, and I would write for a minimum, a minimum of two hours. Not, not social media, not email, not talk to my friends, write. Right. There was a blank piece of, you know, a blank canvas on my laptop and write. And then on the weekends, I would write for a minimum of six hours. Now, I usually wrote more than that. But it was two hours Monday through Friday, six hours Saturday and Sunday, and it was 365 days a year. I don't care what I was doing. I don't care what else was going on in my life. I wrote. I also did and things see, that, I did that's research. The one thing that people, that's the one thing that people find it hard to do, and they always, you know, uh, a lot of people want me to ask people all this. The question is, where do you write, and how did you, you know, how do you just sit down and write? I mean, but you make a decision. I think, you know, I think that's one of the questions. People go like, well, what if I don't feel like it? But sometimes you might not feel like it, but I guess you just did it regardless. Yeah, you do. I, I wrote if I was sick. I wrote if I was tired. I wrote if I was in a bad mood. I wrote if I was in a good mood. It didn't matter. That became the primal focus of my life. Um, like I said, it, it cost me friends. It cost me a relationship. It cost me a lot of other things. But I knew what I wanted. And because I've competed at the highest levels in horses and dog showing, I know what it takes to get to the top. It takes right. singular focus. It takes dedication. And it takes a lot of hard work. Um, when people ask me, you know, how I can't do this or I can't this, I always say to them, pick a number. I don't care what the number is. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. I don't care if it's an hour. I don't care if it's two hours. But commit that every day, seven days a week, you will write that amount of time. If you write longer, great. If you don't, that's a problem. It has to become, it's like muscle memory. It has to become an ingrained habit that if you don't write, you feel like you feel off. There's something off in your day. It doesn't feel right to you, so you go right. right. Um, and and I think that I think that's a good way to put it. See, I I do think that is a problem, you know, because I think before all this social media, I was more focused than I get. And so, can I, you know, I say to myself, I'm not going to be doing email or whatever. And I don't do as much email, but then I find out I go like TikTok. I got, I make another page on Facebook. But at the end of the day, that isn't writing. Mm-mm. That's no, you have to separate that's socializing. You know, and it's mm-hmm. not. And writing is writing. And I always did that. And so, because I think when you when you write and then you don't write for a week you lose that same frame of mind of where you were when you were writing that story because then it becomes you got to read it all over and get to the place you need to be. But if you do it every day, I'm assuming that's what you might do too because you know yep. what your, your path is and you don't forget yeah, your path even, because you're doing it. 
even if you finish writing one book, I, can, I, I will tell you, I literally finish one book, ship it to my editor, and pull up a blank page and start the next one. Yeah. I so don't obviously take you don't plat then. You don't, do you, plat, take, you, don't, you plat, you don't plat then. You just go for it. No, no, I'm a, a total panther. You know, and, and, and sometimes that drives my, my PA nuts because she'll think of books about one thing and I'll say, well, no, not so much. It sort of went the other way. <laughs> You know, because okay. I'll be sitting writing, and my housemate, all of a sudden, I'll be looking at my friend, and I'll go, oh, I didn't expect that. You know, just stuff comes to me. And I, you know, I have a general idea, like, for a story or, or, or a general idea for um, a series. But, no, I don't sit down and plot. I, I can't right. wrap my head around that. I really envy people who can because I... I think in the end it would make it the process easier for me, but I just can't do it. It's, it's yeah, I can't do it either. But I try. I try. I mean, I do make notes, and I do make you know uh, because I was a screenwriter. I sometimes write like a conversation out, and then I would longhand, and then I use that conversation and put it in a book. You know, in the it started you know in the chapter, but. I, so I don't forget what the conversation is. I just write their dialogue a little, even just a little, but it'll get me to the place where I need to go because I remember where I am then as far as what my thinking was. But if you don't write it down, some of those conversations that I'm sure you have or other writers do, you have it in your head, but if you're going to go try to find it a week later, that isn't going to happen. You can't get that same oh, conversation. No, no, you have to write it down. You have to write it down. The, the other thing, I'm a little weird as a panther, a lot of panthers write scenes, and then they go back at the end and connect them all together. Oh, I, and I can't I do that either. No, I can't I do start that at no. chapter one and go to the end. Yeah. I don't right. leave little notes that say insert sex scene here or insert romantic. No. I, I, I no. write from beginning to end. That's, all, that's yeah. the only way I know how to do it. So, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't work for me, or it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. And well, I think I'm some people real, do. I can't. Um, I have to go chapter to chapter. I think some people, they write one chapter and then they put another in. I, I can't do that because it just I have to know what's going on. Otherwise, I feel like it doesn't – I like it to fit. And if it doesn't fit, which it might not, if I, if, if I did one chapter and then all of a sudden did chapter six, I, it, for me, I would feel the story doesn't fit because it, it's just I'm like out of the blue. You know, I just it's in another range of my head. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know people who do it and do it successfully, yeah. and, you know, yeah. if that works for them, that's the way they should do it. You know, when people say, well, I have to do you know, you have to write or you have to do anything the way right. that it's the most comfortable for you. Because if it yeah. isn't comfortable for you, you're going to be resistant to doing it before you ever right. get started. Right. You know, have you, you ever have come to, to a... Do... Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, I, I just I think you have to do it the way that feels best for you. Do you ever start writing and then go, you know what, I hate this, or I don't like this, I'm ripping it up, yeah. or I'm gonna, or do you go, yeah. I'm gonna, you finish it through, or do you go, nah, I'm yeah. just scrapping it. If I if I'm like writing and I'm writing a scene or I'm writing a, a chapter or doing something, and I suddenly go, I don't like this, I will take it, I will I will highlight it. I will cut it out of the document, and then I will save it on another document I have called Cut Scenes. 
It's just there's a plethora of them. That's a good idea, right? And then I go back to writing, and then I go back to writing the one I want because a lot of times the writing itself is good, but it either doesn't fit the characters, or it's not going to serve the characters well, or it's too soon for that to happen. So I just sort of take it and go, okay, this is pretty, but it doesn't fit, so I'm going to put it over here for a little bit, and then I go back to the main piece. And that takes guts to uh, do that because when you do that, you're giving up. Because I know a lot of people, they look, you know, they go by word count. You're giving up word count, but don't. I, I would suggest them what you just said too, because don't put it in just because you think it should be there because it doesn't fit. And you know, if it doesn't fit, just get rid of it. Don't keep it in because it does, if you think it doesn't fit, it doesn't probably fit. You know what I mean? You know, why do you yeah. let your reader know this doesn't fit? No, you just get rid of it. And that's a good idea, though, how you do that. Put that in a cut scene. That's good because a good scene may go in another book. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it has. Idea. I mean, it's like, oh, that's what that scene was for. And, you know, and yeah. I go and do it. The other thing is I try to tell people, uh, writers, not to focus on word count. Unless they've right. got a deadline, and that deadline includes it, it's June 1st and it must be 50,000 words. Then you have right. to start losing word count. But if you right. look at word count, if you get hung up on that, if you're having an off day when the words aren't flowing, you're gonna have, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to eat you up. And conversely, right. if you're having a day when they are, you might say, oh, well, I've had my word count. I don't need to finish. My thing is yeah. do it for a minimum number of hours. Yeah. Some days that's it's going to good get... 500 words, and some days you're going to get 2,500 words. It just depends on whether, you know, the characters are, for me, the characters are speaking to me or not. Um, And I I do have characters who literally talk in my head, um, and sometimes I'm trying to do another novel, and they're like out there going, no, but I want my story told, and I'm going, that's fine. You're next. Leave me alone. And, you know. I know. And that's true. I but I do have a lot of people on that say they write a few books at a time. I I say that I want to do it, but I can't do it. I, I've tried. It doesn't I work for me. I couldn't have a thought. I couldn't do it if my life depended. I couldn't have a thought. Yeah. See, I can't either. See, I I can because I have to be fully focused in my characters. However, if my other character comes in, which I have one that is just keeps coming every day, they're in my head. But I am not doing that because I am determined to finish this sweet romance uh, series so I make a note or put it away like you do and it's not I can't do it now but I know people do that I just can't seem to do it I have to do the one project at a time it doesn't work for me to get into somebody else's life when I'm working on these char- other characters so I, I agree with you on that too I don't for, I can't for, do it for me yeah I can't I mean I absolutely can't for me no, I, I know, know I have friends who are writers and they'll talk about, oh, yeah, I've got 37 books started on my desktop. Yeah. And I yeah. just sort of, I don't even know how to respond to that. It's like, are right. you planning to finish this? Someday. Yeah, they'll drive me crazy. I could okay, never do that. that I, I couldn't do that. No, I wouldn't I could sleep never. at night. It would drive me yeah. that shit crazy. I know. I know. Me too. I don't think I could do it either. You know, but I have heard people that do this, and I just, I have to concentrate on where I am and where these characters are and who they are and the story. But I think if I did take time to go somewhere else, which sometimes I think, oh, maybe I could try that, but it doesn't seem to work for me. I can't do it because I want to finish the project I'm doing. You know, I I wish I did. I used to write faster. I used to write faster, but that was 
truthfully, before all this social media and all this other stuff. And so I talk to myself quite a bit and say, what are you doing? Because honestly, that is, like you said before, that is not writing. Social media isn't writing time. Social media is social media time. It is not writing time. Yeah, you know, and and you have to do the marketing, you have to do the social media, but it's not going to get your book finished. I watch okay, people, but you you have um, a PA, so you were talking about absolutely. Okay, so I know we've talked about this a few minutes ago. How tell everybody about how that helps you to stay focused? When when I first met Renee and we decided to work together, she's Renee Brooks is my publishing assistant. Um, we had a drink and we were talking, and I said, "I tell you what, let's work together." She said, "That sounds great," and I said. I, I can tell, let me outline our work. And she said, okay. And I said, I'll write them, you sell them. And she laughed. But that's what we do. I yeah. write them, she sells them. I do not get, she doesn't tell me how to write a book, I don't tell her how to sell it. What happens Taking, then is if I have an idea for a book, I'll say, what do you think about this? And she'll say, it's not selling right now. Put it away. Right. It'll come back, yeah. that, that, that genre will come back around. Put it away, it's yeah. not selling right now. Okay. She also has, yeah. and this is the one that I, when I say this in front of writers and they're there and they look at me, I say she has veto power on covers. The look of just aghast and appalled comes over their faces. Why? But Why? Renee knows what's going to sell. If, right. if I want to do Renee's job and be on top of all the trends and all the this and all the that's, then why am I paying Renee to do it? I don't right. get involved with that. That's Renee's thing. So if I have a cover, I can just love. And if she says, yeah, I can't sell that, we're done with the cover. I get a different cover. It's just for me, it's just that simple. I don't, I don't go any further than that. Now, I will tell you, part of the reason she gets that is because she's made me very successful. Yeah. She has done her job yeah. and, and really done a great job by me. But part of that was That's- because I listened to somebody who knew what they were talking about in marketing. That's not my thing. I don't want to do it. So right. I get on social media and get to interact with my readers and other authors, but basically I get to play on social media. Right. Renee's the one who does all the hard work. She makes teasers and she posts things and she does that, that. and she takes care of all of that kind of thing. I interact yeah. with readers. Um, one of the things that I always tell readers is, if you email me or if you send me a private message on Facebook, the person that answers you is me. Yeah. I don't, you know, that was one of the things Renee talked about. She said, well, you know, some of my clients have me answer their email. It's like, nope, they didn't write you. They wrote me. And she right. went, not a problem. And that's, right. that's sort of a commitment I have to people. And they, readers who find me and who already know me, know that when you're talking to me, you're talking to me. You're not talking to anybody else. You're talking to me. So, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, you're talking to me. You're stuck with me. No, right. Um, I think, no, that's true. And that's why, right. And I have told people, like, over the years, just email me. And before you get yourself in trouble, because a lot of them do, they believe a lot of stuff they hear, I go, just email me. I will be happy to talk to you. But they don't a lot mm -hmm. of times. And then I find out about it later what they did, and I go, why didn't you just ask me? I, I would have helped you. I could have told you where to go so you didn't get ripped off because 
That is the truth. Exactly. This is the kind of market that there are tons of people out there who absolutely don't even know what they're doing, and they open a company, and you people are paying them huge amounts of money to get their book out. And then they don't do a thing for them, and oh, yeah. then they wonder why their book there, isn't selling. There are so many predatory publishers and so many people who want to sell you a new way to market or this or that, and they just... You know, I incur, incur, uh, met a young uh, British author this past weekend, and she uh, she's also a reader, and so she said something to me about her book. And I looked at her book, and she asked me a couple of questions, and I said, do you really want me to answer those? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, because I don't think you're going to like my answers. And so we did. And she at first got angry with me, which is fine. Um, but then it, she realized that, I had nothing to gain by telling her what I told her. And so she came back right. and said, I should have listened to you, and we talked, and, and I've been able to help her, and that's great. I really like being able to do that, because trust me, I've had people along the way who helped me, and I am grateful me to those too. people. Me too. You me know? too. And, you know. And so my feeling is the best way I pay them back is to help the next guy come along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... And I, that's true. Right, because... And that is true. People... But you know what? Honestly, I really think that... People think that some people think they don't need help, and I can't imagine if I would have not had help along the way, how I would have possibly understood everything that I do and learned so many things. I've done this 25 years, and I get it, but I don't, and I don't understand why people would just go to people and just every time somebody doesn't like something that they do, they're going to start their book again, or they're going to this reader doesn't like it. You know, I, I believe just, you know, there is criticism. I If I get a bad review or if I got somebody didn't like it, that's okay. But, you know, somebody once told me years ago, you're not going to rewrite your book. Just move on. I mean, when, some, when one person might not like something doesn't mean that it's not good. It's just their opinion. But I do think people have started, uh, they, they've lost, they've left their careers you know, in writing because of some bad reviews. And this always bothers me because Yeah, and they, there are some people that that like to write bully reviews. They they like to bully authors. And yes. shame on them. But yes. You know, you just you have to have a tougher skin than that. And some people say don't read your reviews. I read all my reviews. I gotta tell you, yeah. I, I love reading reviews. Yeah. Yeah, the the the, the five star ones, the four star, those are wonderful. But the yeah. one star ones can be Educational. Yeah. Now, sometimes yeah. they're just plain mean, and then you just go, eh, you're, you're just mean, yeah. and I move yeah. on. But sometimes you think, And you can tell which ones read your book. Gone. You can tell. You can tell when they give you a review if they've read your book or not. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I had a gal at one point who, who wanted to come after me, and I, I just ignored her. I mean, I just, yeah. somebody said, but she, and I said, I don't engage with people like that. There is yeah. nothing positive that comes out of my wasting my time engaging with her. Yeah. So I don't. I just don't. Again, it comes down to being a, a, a business person, a professional. Yeah. I yeah. don't feel like she's attacking my art or my baby. She's attacking my work product. That's a lot yeah. different feeling than you're attacking my art. Yeah. My work yeah. product is what I do. I, I once gave a talk to a bunch of writers and I said, you know, before we get started, how many of you consider what we do your art or your baby? Raise your hand. And several, a bunch of not several, a bunch of them did. Yeah. And I said, can yeah. you stand up? And they all stood up. And I said, okay, y'all can leave because i got nothing for you. 
And they all just yeah. started, but, but what? And I said, yeah. I don't see it. And, and this one girl who, I said, you're welcome to stay. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to give you what you need. Because right. I don't see it that way. And this yeah. gal said, well, what do you see it as? I said, it's my work product. It's what I sell. Yeah. Yeah. And and people say, well, don't you like your books? I said, no, it's not that. I'm passionate about my books. I love my books. I adore my characters. I like everything about it. But it's also my business. And if yeah. I have a series and it's not selling well, I'm going to wrap that series up and move on to something that will because that's right. my business. Now, that's you know, an interesting thing. Um, okay, so you stop your series if you think it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I will take and I'll, I'll wrap it up because I think – the people that have read the series deserve for you to wrap it up. But I'll take one more novel, wrap it up, and move on. I don't care if I have a seven-book series planned and books one and two tank. I'll write book three to wrap up the series and move forward. Yeah. But I also That's think good. everybody has their own style of series. Some people can write great big long series. That's not yeah. me. I really like doing a three-book a, a three arc. And then if that does really well, I spin it off into another series that's related to the first series. So yeah. I guess technically I continue the series, but they're not. They're, they're different, and I make right. sure that they're different. I, I, I can get that, too, because, right, I'm on my third uh, book, and this first time I've really done a series. I've done short story, stories together in a book, but this is the first time, and I'm on the third. And for me, I, and I think that's a good idea that you just said for people, because, okay, I've I think I'm going to wrap up what I need to on this one because I need to see people if they're going to get together or not, and that's it. Because then I have to take somebody else and put them in a new series because I may like one of the characters, but I feel that I don't know that I can keep writing the same characters over and over again, and you know I, I need to have change. Yeah, I like so that. I think I like three is good. I like, is good. Well, and also, this is, this is a Renee thing that she taught me. Also, in terms of making it a box set on Amazon and how they yeah. do their pricing structure, a three-book series is where you make the most money. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. or box sets of three, or three in a novella. That's where yeah. you make the, the biggest profit margin. So that's what I do. Um, you know, I, it, and that's like, there's no way I would have known that. Renee does all of that. She yeah. says we do this. And I do. I mean, she cracks up. And pe- when I say to people, you know, I have these conversations with Renee, they just sort of look at me like I've grown a second head. But the fact yeah. of the matter is, she's really good at her job. And well, so, see, and then, see why that's really I good that you her? say that. You know, because very few people <laughs> give other people credit when they're due. Because honestly, I do think you have to have somebody in your corner. I have a few people that are in my corner and I do listen to what they say because I am not perfect. So I think, but you have to choose people that you really feel are in, have your best interest at heart. And if you find even one choose. or two people that do that, this is good. I don't need 20 people. I just need one or two to say, hey, this might be better, or you shouldn't do this, or go on. And they know I change my mind quite frequently, but they understand me. And I think that's a good well, thing. I you think, have to work with someone. I think you have to have people who um, who are in your corner and who are your biggest cheerleaders. But I also think you have to have people who will tell you the truth. 
And yeah. a lot of well, that's people for sure. who are your that close, sure. close friends don't want to hurt your feelings, so they tap dance with the truth. They're not trying to harm you in any way, but they don't want to hurt your right. feelings. I, right. I talk about, a lot of times, talk about our books. And people will say, well, they're your books. And it's like, no, actually, they're really our books. <laughs> yes, I'm the one who writes them. But my team consists of Renee Brooks, who's my publishing assistant, um, Chris Jackson, who is my um, personal assistant and my beta reader and my, the person that I walk horns with and argue things over with, um, Lori Wright, who is my editor, Dar Albert, who is my cover, cover designer. Those are my, that's my team. Right. Those are my people that I work with all the time. I expect them to say to me, you are so wrong. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Lori said to me, I said to Lori when I first started working with her, you have to understand I love red ink. And she said, what do you mean by that? And I said, I love when an editor says this isn't clear or you can make this better or you can write better than this. Because at the end of the day, I want to give my readers the best reading experience I can. Yeah. Yeah. And Lori said, she said, you know, you're a bit of a weirdo that way because you really do like red ink. I, I, again, I have author friends who, if you so much as suggest they change a comma, they have a meltdown no. and think it's some kind of personal attack. And it's like, and that's no. Right, right. No. And again, no. it's, that, it's not my art. It's not my baby. It's my business. It's my work product. Right. I want it right. to be the best it can be for, for my readers. Um, and I take a lot, yeah, I think I people have to take criticism. You're right. You have to take because oh, yeah. you know sometimes we don't see certain things. And look, at, we can. I know I can read a story, my own story. For oh, I can read it and read it and read it. Okay, and not see certain things. And then someone will say, you know, that didn't make sense. You go like, oh, okay, fine, I'll change it. But you're absolutely right. If uh, if you cannot, if you do not want any criticism, you can't be in this field because you have to be able to accept it in order to go on. You can't not have, you can't have somebody say, oh, this is, everything that you do is perfect, but you also don't want to fight with the person all the time, but you want someone that knows your style of writing. I'm sure that by now they know how you write. So if they're telling yeah, you, you this somebody, didn't work, if they know you could do better. You want somebody, yeah, who, who knows your work, who's on your side, who's your, one of your cheerleaders, but you also want somebody who will say, yeah, that doesn't work. That's not, or that's, yeah. that's, in, that's not engaging. That's not very, yeah. um, Chris, Chris yeah. always talks about, she had become my beta reader. And we hadn't known each other very long at that time. And she read something I'd written and she didn't like it at all. She didn't think it sounded like me. It, 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 it was flat. And she agonized all night long about how she was going to tell me this and that she really liked me as a friend, and she didn't want to ruin that friendship, and she finally said, I remembered you saying, friends owe each other the truth. And so she right. wrote me, and I went, yeah, you're right, it, it really sucks. And she said she started to laugh, and then she kind of was like, you know, I've been up all <laughs> night. You could give me at least a little pushback or something. But, you know, but that's the thing, or the other thing people will say to me, because Chris and I share a house, we're both over 60, we're both single, I was either always at her house or she was at mine. So we just said, well, that's stupid. Let's buy a house together. So we did. Right. But people will say, oh, you two never argue. And anybody that knows <laughs> us gets their drink at that point. Because Chris and I will get into a knockdown, drag-out shouting match. <laughs> but the difference is neither of us ever makes it personal. She never says, you're yeah. stupid or you're yeah. this or you're boring. It's the book. 
And it's always yeah. about the book. And I know that. Yeah. I know that she is committed to my success. So I don't right. question that. It's, you know, but this idea that Chris and I have this idyllic life and, and never argue and no unkind words are ever spoken. Oh, you should hear us yeah. when we get at it. <laughs> but the book's better for it. And, and I know I can trust her. Same with Renee, although sometimes Renee does what I call Renee speak. I'll be really excited about something and I'll say, you know, this, this, I get this. Well, we, we could do that if you like, which is Renee speak for, oh, my God, how am I going to talk her out of this? Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. She's better and better. The first, she said the first time she was going to tell me, no, she was like, how am I going to do this, da, da, da. And, and the thing is, I, I don't get offended. I'm really very, actually, very hard to offend. Um, and I... I expect the people around me to tell me. I expect Lori, my editor, to say, no, this doesn't work. Yeah. I expect Dar, yeah. my cover designer, to say, yeah, that looks like shit. I'm not doing that. I, that's you know, I, I totally agree with you, and I do know, unfortunately, there are people, and I, I honestly cannot believe, and I know this for a fact, is that they really do get upset if they have to change a line in, in a paragraph or take it out. or And I just I can't understand that because... I usually say to who's ever editing my book, I have I have two people. Jeff has always done my editing for all my books, and now Melissa helps me now get my story to where I don't, like I'll send her a few chapters and I'll say, isn't this terrible? She'll go, no, it's not terrible, because I have an issue myself, but I work with the same two, you know, and but I let them. You know, they can make little changes if they're editing it because I am trusting they're not. The only thing I would like is not to take my dialogue, but they can do anything else with the book. But I usually, when my characters talk, I have to have them talk the way they talk, you know, because that's important to I, me in my writing. Not the description. I, I, they can, I could do whatever they want, but the, the lines that they say, because it's in their speech, they have their own speech pattern, right? Don't yours? Yeah. And they have to say it. Absolutely. And I also have, I, I forgot to mention, because we just brought her online as, as the only one, is I have a proofreader named Melinda, and Melinda gets the books. But my process is I write them, they go to Lori. Lori edits them, and they also have a group of readers who really like my books and will tell me the truth. They get yeah. to see the book before anybody else. They send their comments back to Chris. Yeah. And the book comes back from Lori. Chris and I go through all the reader comments, and we make those changes. I make all the Lori changes, and then I take the book and I send it to my proofreader, Melinda. And Melinda goes yeah. through and makes changes and everything. Right. And then it comes back to me. And I tell Melinda and Lori to make any changes they need to make. Don't worry about it. Get, you know, um, Sometimes there are comments, but a lot of times it's a comma here or a, a word yeah. there. Just change it. Just fix it. Because it yeah. saves me That's time. what I say too. Because I <laughs> right. Because I totally agree with that too. I, I mean, because that 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 would drive me crazy to have to do that. But I but you have to trust the people, and they also have to read your work and know how you write, you know, and get you, you know. Absolutely. And so, but I think when people just you know are reading a book and you know. And if let's say you write, let's say I have had many clients that when I was an agent. You know, they would be offended if you have to change things. I go, look it. You, if, and they, sometimes you would, I would say, if you think something really doesn't sound right or it's not right or you shouldn't put it in there, just get rid of it. You don't need any problems. Like, you know, people sometimes get into issues where they use a name they shouldn't have used or they use something that probably could get them sued. And I would say to them, you need to take this out. 
because yeah, if, my, there's a problem, if you is think there's a problem, it might be, and it's not worth it. No, it's, it's not. My thing is, when I, get, when I get it back from Melinda, then Chris and I sit down, we both have the manuscript in front of us, and we have Word. Word has a read-aloud feature. Yeah. And we go through the entire book with, the book with Word reading us the book because we catch errors things. And what I say yeah. to Lori and Melinda is, if I come to something you changed and I don't like it, I can change it back. So don't right. be worried about that. I have to yeah, tell you right. that hasn't happened right. yet. But, you know, I mean, right. it's just we go through a lot of steps to get the books right. And I read all my I things do aloud. Do you, read your, do you read your work aloud? All the, like I do read, every time I'm writing, I do read a chapter that I've just done aloud because I cannot see it on, when it's online. You know, I just yeah. have to hear it out loud. For me, it works. And that's why audiobooks, I, I have... Had, I had five people reading the book. I mean, I had uh, Fidelity, who does all my books, and I love her. I mean, I've, I've told people, you know, Fidelity Publishing, she's helped me with everything in independent publishing. But there are some things that you might not catch. And myself, I, I caught one thing was the dog's name. It was wrong. And I only found it out by when I was listening to it when the audio book was done. I went like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Look at that. Who's, you know, because I can, that's for me. I can hear it once they're say that's why when you're listening to it that way, I think that's a great idea because you can catch it. Not when well, you're Chris, reading it sometimes. I don't do it when I'm writing. I wait until the very end. But Chris, as I'm sending her chapters, does the read aloud. She does read yeah. it aloud. So we yeah. catch a yeah. lot of stuff. I was talking to Lori one night, and I said something about a book, and I said, I'm sorry, it's so rough. And she started laughing at me, and she goes, you th- you, that's your idea of rough. I said, well, yeah, yeah because she's an old good God. She said, you right. want to see the stuff I get from people. She said, that's know, not rough. Yeah. That's what I tell I you, it's not rough. I know. You know and, but, see, I have to be pretty yeah. much right. I agree. <laughs> right. I can't do rough because I won't send anybody rough because it's not happening. Yeah. When yeah. it's, I can't. I just wouldn't do it because I know if it's rough. And I said, oh, it doesn't make sense then. So, like, even I just sent Melissa something the other day, and it was four chapters. I go, well, did it make sense? Of course. It, she says, yes. She goes, I'm waiting to see what happens with so-and-so. I'm going, okay, because I'm not sure. that That's why I've not done it this way before, but I think I like it, where I think, because sometimes I think, oh, does it make sense? And, you know, I want to make sure it makes sense to who's ever reading it. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes Chris, it, it couldn't. I think, Chris, at the end of the day, when I'm done writing for the day, I shipped to Chris what I wrote. And right. she, so it's, she's constantly right behind me and right. fixing things. We're, always, we're constantly right. tweaking and fixing yeah. things. Right. Um, we, we refer to Chris as the continuity Nazi because she's really a bear about continuity. It, it drives her nuts if yeah. the continuity right. isn't wrong. And honestly, I'm really glad of that because she's, she's caught some things. She told me once she was, she was early on in our friendship and she said, you know that scene where he put on there? I said, he took off his armor. And he, I said, yeah, that was a cool thing. She goes, yeah, there's only one problem. He didn't have armor on. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, he didn't have any armor on. So it's a cool scene, but you either need to put armor on to start with or yeah, you need to yeah. take it off. Because we just yeah. don't see things. I mean, and that's why, yeah. you know, I, I, what I was going to say is some people, what, like even in a script, or a script is 120 pages, okay, or now that can be less, okay? But if the script is 120 pages, for me, I would read everything over, and then if one line 
did not make it, it drove me crazy if the way the person talked because it's all it's all dialogue so if that one line it drove me insane it had to be right because I have to make sure that the character talks that way or that person would even say that thing and when and so that's how I got to do this in writing because I would, it was I don't think I could be writing books if I didn't write scripts it really helped me to be a better writer when I did scripts because I was just doing dialogue and dialogue and dialogue and just moving it because you don't have time. You have 120 pages. That's it. And unfortunately, in my career, it has shortened some of my books because I can't help it. It just comes naturally. I just cut everything and sometimes too much. So that's what I have to be careful of. So everybody knows what they do is, but you have to be able to know that you did something wrong or not wrong. It just doesn't go right it just doesn't fit in the story like you said some of that that advice was really good if it doesn't fit i love that advice because right because even if you think oh this is such a beautiful scene and i've done that oh i did this right the description is beautiful and i go like something then i went like this is wrong it doesn't even why is it here and i do i take the whole thing out even if it was, and I, and so I now know what to do with it. I'm going to have, I'm going to make a file yeah. of great scenes because I, I have, kept, I have and a I just cut it. She said, she said, oh my God, you scrapped 5,000 words. And I said, what are you, crazy? No, I didn't scrap 5,000 words. I put them in and I cut scenes. Yeah, you that's know? great. That's a and, really, and, great. I'm going to have a file with like, it. <laughs> yep. Because you know, you know how it's like going like, oh, this was so nice. They were sitting and talking and having a wonderful conversation, and he brought her flowers. It was so beautiful, and I went, oh, no. But now I know what to do with those scenes. That's the greatest idea. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, just, I just don't want to do um, effort that, you know, even if the scene doesn't fit, doesn't mean the writing wasn't good. So I put them somewhere. Oh, that's, that's exactly and right. I go and in, go, oh, this and, sounds and so I, good. <laughs> And, and what's know. really fun is when you're writing along and you think, ooh, that scene I did for that other book, and you go and yeah. find it, and you copy and paste it and dump it in, you know, you go from 22,000 words to 25,000 yeah. words, and you think, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a good day. Yeah, sometimes I'm looking for a book and going. I'm going like, see, this does drive me crazy with this series. Like when I wrote screenplays, I wrote one screenplay, that's the end of it, goodbye. Now, when you're writing a series, it does drive me crazy because I'm going like, I'm not sure, like, if I did that with the character, if they even said that, or if that was in a, something and never went even in the book. That's a problem because sometimes we rewrite things so many times where you go, Oh, I don't didn't have it there, but you might have thrown it out, and you did have it somewhere, but your reader won't know that. But now you realize it's out, it's gone. So that's there why you have that, continuity. I when, when when people talk about series and how to do them, there's a lot of programs out there that you do this and do that. Now they have all these bells and whistles and give you stars yeah. and all this kind of crap. <laughs> I just use words. When I, but yeah. when I'm going to do That's a series, I, do. I create, I, I call what I create my series Bible. And yeah. in it, it's just a simple table from Word. I mean, it's nothing fancy. It has yeah. it has the name of the, the book, the hero's name, the heroine's name, um, and then notes. Under the hero and heroine, I write eye color, hair color, yeah. body type, yeah. Yeah. and then like close friends. Like I write a lot of wolf shifters. So... If they're in a pack, there's the alpha, the beta, and the omega. I'll write who those yeah. are. So if yeah. I'm later on in the book or if I'm in the next book and I want to refer back to the first book, I don't have to go look for it. I just pull yeah. up the Bible oh, yeah, that thing, and go yeah. on with my yeah. life. 
Um, yeah. You know, it's just... Because that could drive you crazy. And you could be looking at your own book, reading it, and even then I'm listening to an audio or whatever, or I'm reading it, I still don't find it. And it's and I go, I know I have it in there. And so I have to reread it. But I think it is a good idea to do those kind of lists. I started, years when I first started writing, I did that because I think I read some romance books that said, you know, how to write this or that. I used to, this was years ago. And they would say, make a list of characters. And then I didn't, you know, I did it then, you know, and I would take pictures. Yeah. I think they said, you know, I would cut pictures from magazines and things like that. And that does help sometimes if you're looking for a character it, that you like. If you look, if you carry, you know, if you get, if you cut something from a magazine or now you can do it online, you know, but you can know what they look like. Sometimes that helps, you know. Yeah, or, I, I, don't, I don't do that a lot. And I actually spend less time on the heroine's description than the heroes. And the reason I do that is because the majority of my readers are women. Right, and I they want, want them, them to be able yeah. to yeah. see themselves yeah. in the role. So yeah. I don't want to say she's a dainty blonde. Does that, you know, I'll give a general description at first, kind of when the hero sees her, then yeah. I don't really refer to it again. You know, because right. I want right. my readers yeah, to Yeah, I think that's to, a good idea. Yeah, very to, good to, idea. To melt into the thing. And when I have readers who say, I read your books over and over again. Or when I'm stressed or when I'm this or when I'm that, I go back to your books because I know, I know how they make me feel. And it's when I started, and I still say this. Is that why I you have so many men? You have so many men. All the men are on the covers, right? The men are on the covers. Yeah, well, the men are on the covers because that's what sells romance books. Right. I personally and I, I, I agree. I, I did make covers. that mistake. I did once make that mistake, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I love object covers. I think they're really cool. The problem is, in romance, especially in paranormal romance and romantic suspense, that isn't what sells books. And at the yeah. end of the day, as a writer, that's what a cover is supposed to do to you. I was having a conversation yeah. with a, a fellow writer today that I really like, and she was talking about her covers, and she's like, but I really love it. And I said, but it really doesn't fit. And she goes, but I, I love it. And I said, are you going to buy all the books? And she went, well, no. And I said, then it doesn't matter what you like. And she started to laugh. But that's, I mean, I've had one or two, not very often, but one or two covers that I thought, "Eh, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. I like that cover. And Renee's like, shut up. We're using him. It's like, okay, if she feels that strongly, I'm going to, because at the end of the day, I'm not buying the book. No, you have good looking guys. You have good guys on there. Yeah. You don't have those little you know, tiny I, little guys. You've got good guys. You've got good guys. Yeah, I don't like – Dara and I used to go around at first when she first started designing covers for me, and I finally said to her, Dar, don't give me skinny teenagers. Yeah. I can right. tell you up front, even if they have yeah. a nice body, I want big, yeah. bulky guys. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you give me skinny – occasionally I've had guys that their character was a lean character. But yeah. if you don't give that to me – I'm not going to use the cover. Now, Dara right. is really great to work with as a cover designer. I will tell you 95% of the time when Dara sends me a cover, a draft cover, I don't change a thing. She knows me that well. And we have in our house, and when we're talking to Renee, we have, when we get Dara mail, we have what we call the Tadar moment. You open it up, and there's this amazing, magical cover that you never could have done Imagine on your own. She's just so talented. But I will tell you, 95% of the time, I, I don't have to change a thing. It's like, yeah, that'll work. 
Yeah. And I'm done. You know, and people are no, like, they're good you co- don't no, they're expect- very good covers. They're very good. Yeah. Thank are. you. She's she's done you can tell when I left Stormy Night and when I started doing indie because the yeah. covers changed and the covers now are very branded. I mean, yes they're very different for each series, yes they're very different for different genres. But they are you can tell I had another quite well known author say to me, That's when you when you started using her and I said yes and she said, yeah, she's really branded your covers. She says, yeah. I can see a cover and go, oh, that's Delta James before I ever get I to your name. I think it's important. I, I do. I, you know, I, I think what you've done with your career works really well. And that's, you know, I mean, creating a business, doing all these things to make your biz, your work a business. Because I think a lot of us that it started in the past, you know, because things have changed so much in the past, you know, yeah. first it was going to, you know, these publishers that didn't want things and they didn't like this. And then, you know, this was sexy, this is swear, you can't do this, you can't do this, and now with a lot more independence, there's so many changes in these years. And so I think, you know, you have what the system works because you don't have all that, like, stuff behind you that didn't work for people, and it didn't. But sometimes the stuff that didn't work is still in people like my heads, even though we know it doesn't work. So we actually do need to, you know, listen to people like you who are just doing this four years and been very successful. So, I mean, like I think it's a good advice with the three in a series because I think that makes it easier for people to just say, okay, I'm going to do a series, but I'm going to do three. And yeah, I, I usually have an over. I, I usually have an overarching arc between the three, but each book yeah. has a different couple, and each couple gets their happily ever after. But they yeah. do talk about the other couples in that arc, and right. I find well, that that's okay. that right. um, readers really like that. They like they like when other characters are involved in the next book. They're not the right. Characters, they refer they're back. Involved. Right. They get mentioned. They get talked about. Um, and a lot yeah. of times I'll do novellas and stuff. Um, that will have those characters come together for something. Yeah, um, I think that's I a want great to talk about I want to talk about anthologies for a minute because I think okay. a lot of young authors, and when I say young, I mean newer authors, get sucked yeah. into anthologies. First, they're so excited somebody would invite them, and secondly, they just want to get their work out. And what they don't understand, and I was talking to um, uh, somebody today, and I said to her, you, you have to understand, for me, I don't expect to make money on anthologies. Now, some of them I do to do in what we call newsletter builders that, that get you, people get the anthologies. Yeah, because I have a lot of people that do anthologies. I've not done one because I, I didn't feel like I ever wanted to be in one. But, but, uh, but I, I get I that. That's an important issue to talk to people about, the, the new writer. And so, and so what I use an anthology for is to either preview or prequel an upcoming series and either it's a, a true prequel or I take the novella once the anthology is over and I expand it into a full-blown novel and I like quadruple them so that people feel like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay for this because it's a lot more stuff. Yeah. Or I take characters from, a, from my backlist and I do something and I point people back to my backlist. So for me, an anthology is never about making money. It's about pointing people either to my backlist or to an upcoming series. 
Right. I think it would be hard to make money, and that's why, you know, because I've had several, and a lot of anthology people, but we, some, one of them, uh, they, they did one, and all the proceeds went from Ann, for, it was for Ann Rice, but all of the proceeds, she liked uh, animal care. So it went, well, everything went to them, because, I mean, if you have 30 people, let's say some of them do, in an anthology, you know, you can't be doing it just to you make Well, how could you make money? It's impossible. With Amazon, if it's 99 cents, it would be impossible yeah. to make money. But it is good for a lot of them to be the, the newer writer. But a lot of the, you know, seasoned writers are still in, too, because they like that. It, it puts them out, and, and they meet new people, though. That's the other thing. They meet well, a it, lot of different writers they never would have met before. That's a, one good thing about that, I and, think. And you have to do anthologies that are in your lane. Because right. if you do right. a paranormal exactly. anthology, you don't write paranormal. That anthology, yeah. other than you, you enjoyed writing and enjoyed working with people, doesn't do you any good. Right. So I have right. people that come and say, oh, I want you to do this kind of book. It's like, yeah, I don't write that. I, yeah. you, know, I, you know, I'm happy to help you, but, but I don't write that. So no, I'm not going to yeah. do it. Right, that's why um, I know, have them on my show a lot of the people, but I don't write them. But I do have them on my show a lot because, and I think it's pretty nice for them in some ways because, like, when they're on my show, then all these people, they've really not met each other. So then they get to talk to each other because I've done some with Gina Kincaid, and we've had, sometimes we have nine authors, eight authors. We have two, you know, like we just did one with Piper Stone with, with a whole bunch of different people, which is nice, and they got to meet each other so i think it's fun that way but as far as you know i agree with everything you're saying because it is it has its you know good points for some people and it's not to make money no but it is a good start for some yeah i've done several anthologies with gina and um she's just great to work with and i guess apparently Just recently, a couple of people who put together anthologies took people's money and then didn't do anything. And so that's really so you have to you have to sort of look at the people's track record. Oh Gina really? Is first I never I've not heard that really. Oh, that's not good. Oh yeah, this woman took people's money and they just kind of oh, ghosted, just disappeared. Wow. And yeah, and so here are all these people who who went into this thinking it was going to be a great thing, and got oh. nothing. You know, they're, they're just sort of like going, uh, you know. So you have to be That's careful really about bad. who you do That's not nice. That's really bad. No, it's not. That's kind of bad. There are bad people in whatever industry you're in. I know. And, this is true. sometimes people in romance books like to talk about romance landia like it's this, you know, all unicorns and butterflies. It is. <laughs> I, I wish it was. And there are some people that are that way, but there are some people who are generally rotten scoundrels. Yeah. You have to watch out for it. I've been and, lucky and the other, over the la- over the last you know twelve thirteen years doing you know shows. I've met so many wonderful people you know and uh, but I do have repeat guests because I really like that because I I feel like I know the person and I know people may not you know understand. Sometimes I want to like I called you. I wanted to talk to you first. I I really think it's nice to have a conversation with someone you know something about Absolutely. so you can at least have a conversation because if you're just going to get a tweet or you're just going to get something on Facebook it's really not you can't there's nothing there you have to really talk to people I think that's one of the Absolutely. problems people don't talk to people as a writer I like to talk to people and I, I'm sure you do I can tell that you love to talk to people yeah, yeah. And I know important. that for a lot of writers they're they're introverts and like going to 
um, uh, uh, romance conferences is really scary for them. It's my crack yeah. cocaine. I am yeah. higher than a kite. Not yeah. because I've been drinking, not because I've been doing drugs. <laughs> I'm just having a good time with, with my people. And I do things like I hide tokens that they can exchange for books. And I'll post on social media, we're down in the so-and-so um, bar, come and, ha- come and join us. You know, And we end up just having a really, really good time. I mean, I have a blast at them. I know, because you know why, though? Because you enjoy this. I mean, you can, I can hear you're enjoying this. You know, you love it, you know. Uh, and I do. So I, I think do. It's, right, you do. I mean, I could tell. I mean, I knew that when it's the minute I talked to you the first time. Because this is how you are. You are enjoying what you're doing. And you're not jealous for other people. And so that's oh. the thing. We all should be, which would be a wonderful world if everybody liked you know, everybody and could help with it you know, help each other. But I do think that people do need to have some help. And I agree with you. You know, you really have to have people that you trust to work with. And you also have to know that some of the things you do might not be perfect. And then you can maybe make it better. Exactly. I mean, you know, and I usually when I do something like this or I do an interview somewhere, do this, and I tell people, if you have questions, you want to just contact me on Facebook. And I will a lot of times get 25 or 30 hits from other writers or from readers who have questions or want to know something. And I answer all those. You know, I just think that it's part of the, uh, if we don't encourage people, either readers to read or or writers to write, it's all going to go away. It's all going to become the same vanilla crap. So... I now, it's like great it that you I'm have a good PA. I mean, I think that, see, this is the other thing. I do think it is good having somebody in your corner because I do think it helps. You know, uh, our regular group of friends, whoever we have as friends, they know nothing about this business, and they probably think exactly. most of us are crazy, crazy half the time, and maybe we are. <laughs> maybe we are because we, we are different than other people. I, I do believe that. You know, we see uh-huh. things differently. We delve into things. You look at someone differently. Even as a writer now, I'm sure you found that out. You you get to the root of the person because you're always working on characters. So those things exactly. matter to you. Exactly. And other people don't have that. So our regular friends, you can't. They, really, they like look at me like I'm crazy. But we all understand. Not all of us, but a lot of us do understand each other, and that's why it is good that like you offer to help people, and I'm saying that too. And I, the my most important thing is for people if they're listening and if they have a question, if they're going to go to an independent publisher or somebody that's going to charge them six thousand, ten thousand dollars, please call me. I will yeah, help don't you go to somebody else. Yeah, you can't I am. Um, because it, they have, they're taking people's money left and right, and I definitely oh, yeah. feel horrible about that. I do, too. It's, it, 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 yeah. it's shame on them. It's not shame yeah. on the industry. Shame on that individual person. Right. They're not part of the industry. They're just people making that. money. And you know what? Um, like you said with the anthology, they disappear. Some of these people disappear. This is not good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never good. It's still it's not. So, you know, and I feel for those people. But yep. sometimes I think little tiffs, personal tips will get blown up and out of proportion, and you'll see yep. these tips among authors, and everybody's taking sides. And I usually have people on both sides of, of the thing, and they want me involved. In a, and my standard answer is, not my circus, not my monkeys. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, and that's the other I'm I don't really, I, yeah, I you, don't you go on a lot of You people will have drama, yeah. have yeah. at it. 
I'm busy writing. Yeah. I have things to do. And I yeah. don't, I have yeah. a, a young writer who's a friend, and I really love her. She's a tad bit naive sometimes. And she'll get, want to get caught up in it. And I just say to her, put on no. the blinders, nose yeah. to the grindstone, yeah. go to work. Yeah. You yeah. don't have time for this. Well, I do think some of those conversations, the chat, those little chats that everybody has, I don't think they're actually great for a writer because I really don't because you're hearing 50 people's opinion and that can really make you go in the wrong direction. You just, you're not, you're going to give up writing then because if you're going to listen to everybody and every little story that they tell you, you're never going to do another thing. You're just going to be listening to people and that's never good. I mean, and I, I don't know about fighting because I know people do on there, but you know, you can't listen to 50 people with different opinions and try to come exactly. away, especially if you're starting out knowing anything then you're so confused and you get and the worst thing is they get depressed and i hate that i feel terrible about they're they're depressed you know you know that too it can be daunting and it's i i was saying to somebody the other day that the the idea that the general public has of what we do is sit around in our pjs and you know eat bonbons (laughs) and the words magically flow and if that's what you believe writers do you're wrong I have a friend, one of my friends, who's a journalist. She's a journalism major. She wrote, um, she was uh, in the, I think the Air Force or was the Marines. Anyhow, she she wrote for their papers and all this kind of stuff, and I was making money writing. And she said, literally said to me, well, if you can do it, I can do it. And I said, well, go ahead and try. And she called me up like three days later, and she goes, Oh, my God, how do you sit down and do yeah. this every day? Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, because that's really true. Because, you know, I know we'll, we'll get off in a minute, but I'll tell you something. This is really true. Because I, a lot of people, they send me people that they want help. So I, they call me and I try to tell them what they need to do. By the time we're done with the conversation, they go, oh, I don't think I, you know, and they never end up doing it because they just, they, 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 they don't. That's it then. Yeah, it's, it's you know, they give it. It is. Uh, it can be a very daunting yeah. profession. On the yeah. other hand, it can be a very rewarding profession. And yes. and for me, I truly, truly love what I do. I me get too. to entertain I people. Um, when yeah. we had the pandemic, I had so many people write me, oh, your books are getting me through all this. I was yeah. able to take people out of what was going on and, and, and give them right. a wonderful fantasy for, for yeah. a while. You know, and that's right. That's not yeah. a bad thing. That's not a bad way no. to make a living. You yeah, know, because uh, and also so right, and I I did shows all the way through the pandemic, and we had a lot of different shows, and we had shows because a lot of people weren't coping very well. So we had a lot of I had a lot of shows like that, which we I didn't used to have, but I have more than ever because there's a lot of people that really are having trouble trouble you know coping with life now. But right, that's why reading and TV. I had a lot of Hollywood shows. We would talk about different series on you know Handmaid's Tale, Netflix, whatever we were people were watching, and people needed that. So I think you're right. During that time, I'm sure you picked up tons of writers because they they liked your writing, and then they and you keep putting them out. So you've got a lot. Yeah. Before was, we go, how many like, you have a lot of books? How many did you say you have? You have a lot. I have like right now, like right around seventy books. Yeah. Yeah. I know when my one hundredth book is coming out next year. So we're kind of wow. planning a big celebration about that. 
Um, and we I hope like you'll come dis- back. You'll, I hope you'll come back and talk to me again, and we'll talk I about will, all your because you really, it, you know, because it's very nice to listen to somebody that has actually really helped people out there, and you also write a lot. And this is what people know. He need to know is to write, write, write. You yeah, can do your social to, media later, but write. Yeah. Anymore with ebooks, you really have to get it out there. People are not yeah. going to wait a year or they're going to bitch about waiting a year for, right. for a sequel. They don't like they, – they want their happily ever after. They don't like cliffhangers. And you have to listen to what they want. But I will tell you, yeah. anytime you need somebody to come on, somebody's canceled, whatever, yeah. you have my phone number. Just holler and say, yo, I need okay. you to come All on. Right. I will. I'll do it. Right. Well, you could just always I'll say that too because, because look at – you know, I, I, right. And, you know, I'm lucky that way, Knockwood, that people have not canceled. With me, but a lot of times I have four and five people because it kind of is fun that way. Because then you hear other people talking about different things. It's very much, you know, it's a lot of fun. But you know, certain people like you who can the whole hour you can go, you know, for it because you've done a lot of things and you have a lot going on to share with people. And I think I've taken away. I mean, I don't think people realize how much I learn from all my guests because, like, now I'm going to make a list like you did. I'm going to make a all my scenes that I think are gorgeous are going somewhere else now not just cutting yeah, i'll put them in a list them. You, you wrote them that's right exactly and i'll fit them in all right and is there any last words you'd like to say oh i have on my on the show page i have your information uh there's a link to click and you can go on for your website but then i also have a separate one for your books they can click the link and it'll go to all your books and they can see all the guys on there. But it does make sense what you said because somebody told me that years ago that the women would like to see men rather because they're imagining themselves with these guys. Yeah, and and so I, I you know, you write to thing. that and you and you yeah. listen to that. I mean, it's always we did a thing one time on my my reader group, Delta's Wayward Pack, and we talked about what people thought heroines looked like. And it was absolutely hysterical to hear how differently people interpreted different heroines. Yeah. And they are all like, and one of them said, well, what do you, I mean, what did you see? You're the writer. You're the one with the right yeah. answer. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not the one with the right answer. And none of your answers are wrong. Yeah. You write yourself. You know, if you know, I do my job the, right, yeah, if I do my job right, with the, the reader writes the, themselves into the story. That's right. And you know what I did years ago? I found that out. When I was doing screenplays, they, you have to put like just a little something about what the character is. And I didn't. And when I first started out, I put, oh, she had blonde hair, whatever. And so then I changed it. I just wrote beautiful because if uh, somebody's reading that script, I want them to think they can do the script because they have brown hair or they have blonde hair or say like, oh, I'm not a blonde. So it didn't matter. It just mattered the the, the story. They can dye their hair, whatever color they wanted. But that's true because women, you don't need to know exactly every little thing, especially when in Hollywood, if they want, you want someone to read your script because we have people that listen for scripts. They, they don't, they read your script, but they don't need to know exactly what color hair. They just need to know, you say beautiful woman. That's the good thing about scripts. You go, oh, beautiful woman, gorgeous guy. End of story. You know? Yeah. That's a good. <laughs> but you have the guys on the cover. Yeah, I I have the guys on the cover, and I try. One of the things I did a poll in my group, 
And one other thing that really bugs women or bugs readers is if the people on the cover don't match the descriptions of the people in the book. It, they hate that. They hate it. I mean, they're just yeah. like, why can't you just – and I understand why some people don't do it because sometimes you can't find the person you want. But if that's me, I was doing a, I was doing a thing, and Dar was making the cover, and she shot me the cover, and he wasn't at all what I wanted, but he was perfect. And she said, well, I can I said, no, no, I'll just change the description in the book and went back and changed it. Right, right. You know, and <laughs> That's a good like, idea. <laughs> That's a know, good idea. So, so a lot of times well, I'll, keep the, I'll keep the cover up on the side of my book, on the side of my screen while I'm writing, so I know who I'm writing about. Yeah, I think that is a good idea. That is a very good idea. That's why sometimes they, in the years ago, they say just cut a picture out or either go online and find a guy or find something or find the house that you want to be in on Pinterest and then you can look at the house you're in, you know, so you know. You know, those uh, Pinterest can help people that way if they have, you know, I, I did think that was a good yeah. idea. I haven't done it lately, but they can do a whole Pinterest on the whole story they're doing, and then they can know what the rooms look like. If they, I'm not great on descriptions, so I'm better off just with talking. But I do like to know where I am, and I, I see it in my head. So if, if people want to know, they can go on Pinterest and find something corresponding to what they're thinking. And I think it's good they can see it right there. And they put themselves in the, you know, they put the characters in there in their head. Then they can see what the room looks like. That helps. Yeah. I think it's easy. A lot of times if you're not, especially if you're not good at descriptions, it's easier if you have a picture that you can be looking at and describing. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is good. Yeah. I know. That's, you know, I, I give good advice. Sometimes I don't take my own. But because I'm not giving myself advice, I'm just writing, you know. But I do think that that is a good thing, and you're right. Because then, if you can't, because a lot of people aren't great at description, they're good at writing, but they're not great at description. You know, they yeah, so they can get a good story. You, it, that way, if you give them something, they can, you know, they can they can they can actually sit and describe it. Cause, um, but when I write, sometimes, I don't know if you do, but I write, I, I'm like there, you know, and sometimes when I'm writing, I'm very tired because I'm right there. I'm in there. I'm right where I am. I'm in the coffee shop, wherever I am. I'm in the room, whatever it is, the office. I find myself in that room. So in my yeah. head, it's already there. But for some people, maybe they don't write that way. But I find myself right where I'm writing, you know, and I'm... You know, you may change characters because you know what they look like, but you know what they're saying. They're just, you know, you know who they are because that's who you made. You, you're in charge. That's the thing. That's yeah. the good thing about writing, isn't it? That we're in charge. It's very, very empowering. Very empowering, right? All right. Exactly. Thank you so much. Any, and that's it. Anytime. So, and yes, okay. I'm so glad I had you. And Karen North will be on next week, so we'll have fun talking about. More romance. <laughs> those are the best. People love those books. There's no doubt about it. People like romance. Yeah, there it is. Who doesn't? It, it, it yep. is the biggest genre. Yep. All right. There we go. All right. Thank you so much, and have a good night. Thanks. I will. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for having me, Marcia. Okay. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.